Welcome to the Build Your Beautiful Business Podcast with your host, Julie C. Butler. If you're looking to build the business of your dreams, then this is the space you want to be in. Join Julie as she talks about ways that you can successfully scale your profitable dream business, one that will give you ultimate time freedom and the abundant lifestyle you deserve. Julie will take you by the hand, sharing with you her business savvy strategies as she chats it up with her favorite online entrepreneurs. You'll get a weekly dose of boosted confidence as you learn as they reveal their insight tips and tools that you need to start building a profitable dream business of your own, one that you'll love and that works for you on autopilot. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Today we have my beautiful friend, Erica Clark Alejo. With over 22 years of experience as a business owner, Erica has learned that the world of service is taking over the traditional ways of business. To help others shift their business towards service and providing meaningful experiences, Erica designs immersive online courses using a multidimensional approach exclusively for ambitious business owners. Through her three-step process, Erica helps business owners create impactful online programs that allow them to create standout authority and optimize their client workload in order to own their time, execute their dreams, and grow their businesses. Hi, Erica. I'm so glad to have you on the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So today I'm excited because we are going to talk about online course development. Yes, I'm ready. And, <laughs> I know you are. And it's funny because I feel like we just talked about this because you are also, um, I think at the time of this recording and by the time this airs, you we've already had the BBB Summit and you had an interview. Your interview was about course creation. And, you know, I know we're going to get into it, but I think everybody should have a course, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, courses are great and they could just do some ma magical things in our businesses. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I hope that's what we dive into, into today, but I just think it's really important for a lot of reasons other than just making money. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. But hey, so before we get started, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who Erica is? Yeah, well, hello. And uh, thank you again for having me, Julie. I really appreciate it and always just adore everything that you do. So uh, my name is Erica, Erica Clark Alejo. And uh, <laughs> I know I'm like, who am I? Mouthful today. <laughs> <laughs> we're and we're I'm, too excited. <laughs> I was. I'm like ready to dive in. I'm like, um, so I, uh, I'm in the Windy City, so I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years and really have a passion for creating um, and disrupting the online course creation industry. So we create immersive and interactive courses for clients and just kind of in my spare time, I hang out with my family and try to travel as much as I can now post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Escape the winter, the Chicago winter winds. Yes, except for this year, like we had 50 degree Fahrenheit weather, which is like 12 Celsius, I think, 14. You know what? Yeah, winter. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. And you know what? This winter was mild for us too here in Ottawa. Like it, I'm sure also same goes with Southern Ontario, but it was mild here compared to other other years. So yeah. I'll, t I'll take the mild. 
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in Ottawa. It's we still have snow, but it's starting to melt now, which is thank you. <laughs> uh, we didn't get much snow at all this year, no. so I can't complain. But if Chicago was like this year round, it would be even more crowded than it already is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true, right? Like more people. Who needs more people? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's get let's get started. I'm excited to dive in. So, okay, let's talk about it. Why should people consider creating an online course in the first place? Yeah. Well, uh, several different reasons. So, one of them obviously is it's great passive income, mm-hmm. but a couple other reasons, and it some of it falls around the income conversation. Is is that we see a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small businesses that if something were to happen to the business owner, whether it's, you know, you've given birth to a new baby and you can't work the hours that you're used to, or, you know, something bigger happens, you still can have a nice passive stream of income. It's also something that you can pass down as you're building up like a legacy in your bill, in your, um, business and you want to sell off one day to someone else, Mm -hmm. they have a product and something that they can take. And it's not just like, well, I can't just sell my brain, um, but you have a tangible thing. So those are the couple of the obvious things that revolve around money. But some of the other things is it can really help you build brand authority. It can help people get to know you. So you can talk, we talk about, you know, smaller courses, bigger courses. I don't always like to say it has to be a micro course or use like fancy terminology, but you can have a small course that where people can come in and they just get a flavor and a sense of what you do at a lower ticket offer that can bring people in the door to understand who you are. And then everything up to having a signature type program. It's hard as a business owner to be everything and all things for all parts of your business. And I know that a lot of the people that we work with um, have come in the door and they're working one-on-one with clients. They're experiencing burnout. There's only so many people that they can serve, which means there is a cap on income. And it's just really tough when you're trying to get results for your clients and you're doing the same thing over and over. So when you create these signature programs and online courses, you can serve way more people all over the world. So bigger impact without having to spend more time doing something, which frees you up to serve other clients or to be able to have other higher ticket offers, maybe one-on-one services become more exclusive. Um, But it gives you the opportunity to be able to serve a vast amount of people. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. And you know, when you were talking about being able to potentially sell it in the future too, like, yeah, so I I know a coach and she's kind of like her business shifted, like as her, as her students came into the first program that she had, they became someone else and they needed something different from her. And so she created another program. And so now that program is sitting there. Yeah. But but now the you can be creative about what you do with that program that's sitting there. And now she's yeah. like, maybe I can do like an affiliate program, right? Like that other businesses, like a sort of like um um uh what do you call those? Uh, a license. Um, yeah. White like label white label. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Right. And have others sell it for you, kind of thing, and then just make commission, whatever. So you can yeah. get creative with those things sometimes. And what the fun part about is too, is that you can have other people come and be experts in your course, and then you can do the same thing for other people. And there's so much we can do with them. And there's so much fun. And especially as creatives and multi-passionate people, we want to teach, right? We want to share our gifts with the world. What better way to do that than in the format of a course? Yeah. And I love what you said of like, 
working with other individuals. So it doesn't like the burden doesn't have to fall all on one person to do it. Mm -hmm. You can sort of leverage strengths, which really makes your course more like Mm well-rounded, but also being able to like, even if somebody else doesn't work in, you know, on or guesting into your course, but you being able to package it and sell it. I know like being able to participate in a bundle or being able to be able to offer things up when people are looking for promotions in exchange for you being able to promote your business. So it gives you a little bit more leverage Mm -hmm. in that. And I will say that especially for, um, individuals who are marketing to companies or do work with companies. I think there's a big missed opportunity when you can say, Hey, not only can I do whatever the services or, you know, I can come do training on site and do this, but I also have this opportunity for your customers or your not customers, your um, employees to have access to some of these programs that I created. And now you have companies that can buy seats in it or that are going to buy it and allow more people to access it. It value adds to your contracts. It, I think there's just so many different ways that you can leverage courses. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. <laughs> and it is fun. <laughs> but I think also we are fun people. So no matter what we did, we'd have fun anyway. I agree. <laughs> Although it's like plumber's pipes, right? Like for me, sometimes I have a hard time making the course for myself because I'm so busy making it for the clients and things. Yes, yes. When I go for myself, I'm like, okay, you know, but I think everyone that whatever yeah. their business is in struggles with doing it for themselves yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it, it is work too. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna lie, it is work, right? Um So, so let's talk about this. So a blank slate can be hard for people. What are the best tips for getting started? Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't let perfectionism get in the way. (laughs) I know that's like, you read my mind. Like me, like I talk about this all the time about anything. Yeah. Don't overthink it and don't let perfectionism get in the way. Yeah. I would say though, in general, like what I tell people is brainstorm out your content. Sometimes we try to start by fixing all the, putting all the pieces in the right place, but think about where your clients are right now. Think about where you want them to be when they're done with that program, not where they, you can't get them everything no, <laughs> all everything in, in the kitchen one sink. course. Right. I, yeah. Cause sometimes that's causes overwhelm for them and they don't get anything done. Or sometimes they don't even buy because it's too overwhelming. It is less is more is what I always say, or hone in on those things. You can always break it up into, we have one client I'm working with. She has an amazing program and it is really big. And we're afraid we're going to lose people along the way, not because the content's not great and not because we haven't designed it well, but it's just a lot. And it can be Mm -hmm. hard when you're talking about personal development or something. So we broke it up into three programs so that it's sort of bite-sized chunks. Okay. And so people can do that. And I think that's the fun and flexibility with courses. But when you're building from a blank slate, literally just think about where they are today. Think about where you want them to be the day they finish your course. And then what are the main things they need to do to get there? doesn't have to be everything under the sun, but those main points that they're going to get the wins you want your clients to have easy wins along the way. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can get tripped up on that whole thing, right? Like of thinking yeah. that we're not including enough and that they're not going to get the value and they're giving us this money and you you start questioning yourself and, and you know, not having confidence in your ability to get them from point A to Z and you think maybe you didn't include mo- like enough and, and whatever. And sometimes it could be two lessons that's worth 
$5,000 because yeah. of the transformation, right? Yes. And so I think that that we can get caught in that place of, you know, tripping up and in our own heads about that. And it does come from us. I think when, when you're talking about, oh, I need to put in more because they paid and I got to have this thing that right? comes from what we feel like our perceived value. So I think that is that overthinking and just self-worth of, you know, like, most people are like, you're worth it (laughs) and whatever it is. And you don't have to, we want to over-deliver for our clients, but you don't have to go so far that you miss the moon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I went to a retreat one time and, um, I don't like, you, you don't remember everything, but there's certain things you remember. And I will never forget this, uh, the coach, she said, never assume what someone is willing to spend on your program, business, one-on-one offer, whatever. When someone wants the transformation that you are offering, they will find the money. They may have the money or they will find the money. And, and it, again, it's so important to remember that it's because now it's all about saving time, right? Yeah. So the less you can give them to get to that transformation, the better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, some people have a lot of theory because that's just the way their business, you know, part of their business or whatever they're teaching has a lot of theory, but it's like, break that up into pieces, give them a little theory, but then give them something where they can have a win. They can experience something mm-hmm. and then you can teach a little bit more. And so it's like a, it's a delicate balance in mm-hmm. there, but I will also say, don't be afraid to just do it and try, like, don't get so hung up and like, am I getting this right that you don't do it? And Mm -hmm. I'm not a proponent of one of the most people who know me know that I'm not a proponent of like, Hey, just record anything and throw it out and call it a course. Cause that's not true, but it's like, think about what you like, what the intention is and how that person can get what you need. You can I can talk today, if you can give them what they need in the least amount of time in the best way possible. And that's, what's going to have those long lasting results like you that years after you're like, this is the one thing I remember. That's what you want in your course for them to be like, I remember that thing. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So talking about that, how do we know how much information to put inside of a course? Yeah. Well, I think we just sort of talked about it. I think it has to match what that transformation you want them to get them. And I'm going to say no more, no less, (laughs) which sounds like it sounds bad. I mean, but it's really like not throwing in the kitchen sink and being confident in that transformation that you want to give them and say, this is enough. And with our day and age, there's just so much information out there. The information that we're taking in and consuming as consumers and just as people walking Mm -hmm. down the street, there's, it's a lot. So you know, you want to make whatever you do punchy and impactful and not. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's, I think that's important. I was going to say something <laughs> and I lost track. I'm so sorry. Don't you love it when that happens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, think about if you're listening to this, surely you've joined courses, you've purchased courses, various sizes. Think about the courses that you've been in. And what did you love about those courses? And what did you not love about those courses, right? And I know for myself, I've been in courses that have micro videos, Mm -hmm. right? 
micro yep. lessons, two minutes, two to 10 minutes, like two to five minutes sometimes. I love that. Yeah. People love that. You can teach them the thing in like a two, three, four, five minute video, right? Like it doesn't yep. have to be a half an hour. And no. then I've been in courses that are like, you know, an hour and a half for the first, you know, training or whatever. And I'm like, you lost me. Yeah. Right. Like it's, and then you don't want to watch it again when well, it's too long. It's hard to, because if you stop, like say kids come in the door or, you know, like the spouse drops in and you have to stop when you go to come back, you have to like sort of catch up and where was I at and what was this as opposed to these shorter lessons, which I'm always a proponent of. Maybe the less isn't short, but those videos, keeping them in that, you know, yeah. five minute range is great because you always be like, just give me two more minutes. I'm almost done. You finish it and then they're done and they get that whole learning chunk. Exactly. But when you don't know where they're going to stop in 40 and you don't know where they're going to come back and what they remember, it's mm -hmm. that's when you can lose your audience. So I'm like, I'm like five minutes around there is good. But if it takes you 15, because that's the thing you got to do to get it out, let it take 15. Don't cut exactly. yourself off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, and, so, but for some people it works, whatever. I mean, some people are just wordy and yeah. some people, some people include stories when they're yeah. talking. So whatever works for you, I think yeah. right at the end of the day, all we can do is try it out and see. Yeah. And then, yeah. But I mean, these definitely Erica is a pro. <laughs> she knows what she's talking oh, about. Thank you. So we should definitely <laughs> take her tips into consideration. <laughs> All right. Now that we have that, how do people make their course stand out? So like which LMS platform is best? Yeah. Um, this is probably the number one question I get. <laughs> and I was um, thinking to myself, that's such a good question. Yeah. There it's sort of two parts. I'm going to go back to the standout okay. in a second. I'm going to answer the LMS part and the LMS part there is no right answer. <laughs> what even is LMS? I'm looking at it going, what is that abbreviated? For? Yeah. I was surprised you asked me that. And I was like, huh, she really like, yeah. Cause most people don't, it's a learning management system. So ah. this can be any place really that you hope you house or host your course. So I call that's it a, a course platform, but yeah. LMS is good. <laughs> any of those will work. Um, <laughs> but there is no right answer. And I will say that there are so many platforms out there. There's so many good ones. There are some bad ones, <laughs> but in general, <laughs> it's really what's going to match your needs. So this is what I tell people look for. The first thing is, do you need an all-in-one kind of system? And when we say that, it means like, are you looking for to host a website and you want to do all your marketing and you want to have a course all in one place. <laughs> and when you want to do that, you know, you can look to like Kajabi and Kartra. Mm -hmm. They're very good, very dependable places. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, maybe you already have your website somewhere and you're really just looking for a place to house your course. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can look at like, um, Thinkific is a really great place for that. Teachable's okay. I prefer Thinkific over it. Um, mm -hmm. Thinkific has a lot of options for being able to add in really cool other apps and other features so you can customize your course mm -hmm. and make it stand out in different ways. Um, and so I think that's really powerful. And there's a host of other things, but it comes down to like, do you need a lot of analytics? Maybe you need to go on WordPress to have your course there because you want a certain amount of analytics for the type of work that you do. Do you not care if you, you know, other than how far students are going in your course, do you need, you know, marketing and all that support around it? And those are going to be the things that determine where you need to go. 
um, okay. and what you need to look at as opposed to just where's the best place. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to share is that some of the platforms allow for more like interactive type designs where some of them are really for more video and text-based things. So those are other things that you want to look at depending on how you want to build your program. And some of them have cool features too. Like I'm in yeah. a program and I know it's housed in Kajabi because, you know, the URL, it's in yeah. it. And the way she has it set up is so cool because you can choose your pathway, right? Depending on like the program that I'm taking, I chose the path that I'm like, based on where I'm at in my business, yeah. I chose the path and then it unlocks the modules that I need in yes. order to follow that path. That is cool stuff. Yeah. And some of those right? like, yeah, you can do that in Kajabi. It's a little bit harder in Thinkific, but there's people out there who code, there's people out there who can help with adjustments, but that's something to consider. If you're mm -hmm. like, man, I want these certain features and it's mm -hmm. in a place like Kajabi and it's easy, then that's a great place to go. So that's why mm -hmm. I say there's never one size fits all. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And for those who are starting, yeah. right. And, and you, you're not yet aware of the bells and whistles that you may want, yeah. you know, you can have it a little bit, something set up a little bit more simple and easier to, you know, and then move it, you know, move it in the future yeah. when you're, when it's time to like expand or whatever. I mean, moving is never a fun thing to do, but <laughs> I've done it. I will say just stay organized. Like yeah. that's the number one thing I see. We have clients that come to us and they're like, I have client, they have their content everywhere. And I get it, you know, but um, when you're creating a course, keep one folder in the cloud, whatever your cloud, you know, if it's like Google cloud or drive or anything, but have one folder that has all of that course stuff. And if you have several courses, each folder, you know, mm -hmm. each course has its own folder, but stay organized because if you do want to move or whatever happens, you have a copy mm -hmm. of your own stuff. But a lot of the course platforms, you can't download your course back out of it. A lot of them you okay. can upload, but you can't easily always just download oh, right, your stuff right. back out. Yeah. So my course is on Thrivecart and I know a lot of people are moving the Thrivecart right now. Um, I do quite enjoy it. I do you have experience with Thrivecart at all. I do. It's another good player in the yeah. industry. I mean, there's just so many that are. I know. Good. I know. Yeah. But what I love about Thrivecart is the one time fee, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and and they just got a huge budget for, you know, improvements and stuff like that. And so who oh, knows good. what? Yeah, they got thirty five million dollars. Wow. I know. Ooh, I can't so, wait to see what they do. Mm -hmm. And so I've already seen a few things being implemented. And so I can't wait to see what they're going to bring in more. But um, I'm, I'm at the phase now where I want to play with some of those extra features like unlocking or congratulating when a module is done and stuff like that. I think that that's the cool stuff. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the how do people make their course stand out? Yeah, exactly that. I think the question you asked earlier was to the listeners here was mm -hmm. what have what when you've taken courses, what are mm -hmm. things that have stood out? What are things that you liked? And I think it's incorporating some of those some of those things like it's it might be that they get to download a certificate. It might be that you have a certain community that goes along with it. It's the features that you put in it. Are you congratulating them? Are you deciding to add in gamification? Are you and it doesn't have to be all kitschy kinds of stuff, um, but it's also about can they get the wins <laughs> right mm -hmm. it, how fast? And I don't don't mean to rush people, but it's like, you know, can you get can you get them? 
really good wins that are very transformational and have some of those features that are people are like, hey, this is the place I want to be. I'm excited to go look at this information. I'm not bored because I'm not listening to an hour and a half long video. You know, I'm excited about the content. I'm excited about the way it's presented and I'm able to get wins and easily access the information. Mm -hmm. And it's important to make sure that our students get the wins, right? And yes. after all, that's what they're there for, yeah. right? And making it as actionable as possible, obviously. Um, I've, that was I've so, seen, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was, I, I was just going to say, I've seen courses that are beautiful and they have all kinds of features and bells and whistles mm -hmm. in them. Mm -hmm. And the content like really fell flat. And I've seen courses where People, I think, recorded it maybe on their like kitchen floor. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, where are you actually recording this? And you know, it was like bad lighting, and it was, but it was the most incredible information that to access. And it's like, so don't, you know, it's like a balance of, yeah, you want your course to look nice and presentable and stuff like that, but it really does come down to the content that's in it. Yeah, you know, I I do also know a course creator. And, um, she, her, the, the one that I was in her classes were, she was sitting in her bed. Yeah. But yeah, people love her for it. Yeah. Right. That yeah. doesn't matter. It's, it's what she's talking about, what she's teaching that matters. Pr frankly, I think it's cool that she was sitting on her bed doing it. <laughs> that's kind of my vibe. <laughs> Not that I would do it. I don't think I could because, well, first of all, I think I'm too old to sit, <laughs> sit on my, <laughs> sit on my bed with a laptop in front of me to teach a course. Yeah. I know. I'd I get up I'd and be like, that. oh my gosh, I can't. Move. I know. <laughs> I sit on the ground, you know, looking through photo albums and I can't get up after, after 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, what? my back. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that kind of concludes the question list but yeah. if you were going to give someone who's thinking about you know starting a course maybe what are the three tips or three things they should look at in order to get going with their their idea or what is your your recommendation yeah yeah, yeah I would say uh for new people starting off I mean know your audience. So don't just build what you want. I mean, you got to really build what your audience needs and wants. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is just brainstorm out all your content. Know that it doesn't have to be perfect, but look for themes as you're brainstorming out and be like, what are these transformations? What do I really want people to get and to learn? And to just pull that out, you don't have to start with some big signature program that has, you know, tons of lessons and is eight you know, modules, bonuses, or chapters and bonuses and all of that. You, it doesn't have to be that. Think about one little thing that you want to teach and just do it. I'm going to say, do it scared, do it. If it's imperfect, it's okay. Because you're going to go back and do it again. At some point, you're going to mm -hmm. refine it. You're going to, as people go through it, you're going to be like, Oh, I'm ready to do this now. Or I've learned these new techniques, or I want to add in this. And it's sort of, I'm going to say ever evolving. I mean, it's, I don't recommend that people change their course all the time, but you're going to revisit it on occasion. And so it's not permanent. <laughs> um, yeah. When you're first starting out, I think that it's what we see hold people back the most is that fear, that perfectionism. And then of course, you know, stepping into that, embracing that you are the expert and there's always going to be people at all levels. So earlier you said, I forget what you said about the retreat, though you learned that like, um, 
Never assume. Never assume. And I think the other good thing is, is there's always people at every level. Yes. So you are always an expert of people. You may not be the, you know, top person. I'll say like Tony Robbins. I feel like most people probably know him, but like you might not, you're not probably not the Tony Robbins of the field, you know, at that level where everyone in the world probably knows who you are, but that's okay. Cause there's people who are still looking up to you and not everybody resonates with someone like him. Mm-hmm. People resonate with someone who can sit on their bed at the computer, right. And put <laughs> out a course and they're like, that's my vibe. And mm-hmm. if that's your audience and that's who you want to attract, then stay in alignment with it. Don't try to be something you're not mm-hmm. and just really own who you are and and your people will resonate with it. Yeah. And they will find you, right? Providing yes. we do the work, right? A good thing, I think, you know, before I started my program, you know what I did? I, I sent out a survey and I mm-hmm. asked them, I, I had like, uh, I don't know, do you want, do you guys want to learn this from me? This, 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 I had like maybe 10 suggestions because before it's funny story because, you know, I'm a photographer. I don't know if you know that, yeah. but um, I'm kind of hanging up the camera now. Cause I love this so much, this online business thing yes. that the photography is, it's old news. Um, I still will do it though for fun and, or maybe like, you know, get together with some other biz besties and have photo shoots. Like I might do that. But the point is, is that before I started my course, I knew I wanted to create a course. I thought I was going to create a course on how to become a photographer. Mm, Can you believe that? Yeah. (laughs) And then I did my market research. I said, I sent out a survey and I got like a really good response, like between Facebook and social media and whoever I had on my email list at the time, I said, you guys want to learn this from me, this, I forget the exact questions now, but I had like, you know, five or seven different options, photographer being on, photography being one of them, creating a membership, another, and then uh, I mean, the rest is history. What they really wanted was a resource um, library of resources to help them build a beautiful business, right? So yeah. hence the, the the birth of my, my group program called, I, I've since rebranded, but it was Beautiful Business in a Box, now Beautifully Branded Business. Um, but, but that's how I figured out what I was going to teach on. Yeah, it's right? important. It's important. And I think that's the thing is sometimes there's a disconnect between what we think our audience wants and what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to know that you can make money and you can say, oh, wait, this is what they want from me. Mm -hmm. And you're not putting too much in your course because you're not putting all the things that they don't care about. You're honing in on exactly what Mm -hmm. they want. And usually it's something that we love talking about, something that we're passionate about. So bonus, (laughs) win-win. So (laughs) I want to share because you've got this master course creation checklist that everybody should download. So tell us what about, what is that checklist? Yes. I mean, we talked a couple of times that you're like, how do you get started and stuff? This checklist is so cool. When I started it, I was like, oh, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this, but it really is a comprehensive checklist from A to Z of Everything you need to do is you're getting started and each one of the steps so that you make sure that you don't forget anything. And Mm -hmm. at one point I did tally it up and I think there was over like 50 some odd steps in it. Awesome. I I need to like go back and count and get the number, but there's so much to do in course creation and I don't want to overwhelm people. I don't want to discourage people, but this really just makes it easy that it's like, okay, did this step next, did this step next. So it's real fun. I was super happy to put it together and 
hope it helps everybody be able to just get through. Oh, that's through. awesome. So yeah. I'll have that, I'll have that link in the show notes for you. So make sure you download that from Erica. And Erica, if people are listening to you and they love your vibe, just as I do, um, oh. how, where can they find you and how can we work with you? Yeah. Um, I do hang out on Facebook some, so you can find me at facebook.com slash Erica Clark Alejo, um, and LinkedIn. So same Erica Clark Alejo. My name is pretty mm-hmm. unique. I'm the only one that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are two places that you can find me and then just, uh, how to work with me. So we work with clients in a couple different ways. Um, one of it is just, if you need a little bit of help getting started. So staring mm-hmm. at that blank piece of paper and have been wanting to create a course a long time, but just can't get that first step out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do mapping sessions with people where we work one-on-one with them to sort of map out their whole program of, you know, what modules and lessons and what Mm -hmm. should be included, uh, which is really fun. And then they can go off and create it. And then we also do done for you services where we create um, interactive and immersive online learning. So our philosophy is not just videos and handouts, but we really create experiences for clients to be able to sort of direct their own learning and to be able to play games and to be able to do things um, and learn through more hands-on learning as opposed Mm -hmm. to the more passive learning of like videos and handouts. Amazing. Amazing. And of course, I'll include your website in the show notes for them to check you out. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for this and chatting about online courses. I personally, I love online core. I love having my own and I think everybody should have some type of online course. They are a lot of fun and it's just so great that we are able to teach, you know, more than one person what we know, how we've gotten to where we are, whatever that looks like for you. Right. Yeah. I think it's great. We just translated one course in five languages. That's so awesome. it's like really international. You can just have such a big impact all over the world with That's people. Cool. I mean, the, there's no borders, you know, it's really pretty amazing. You wouldn't even think about that. Right. But Mm-mm. I mean, you know what? I have a friend actually, and she's, she's German, she's in Germany and her stuff is in German. And she's now starting to convert to translate to English because yeah. she's, she's starting to see that, you know, the English marketplace is starting to reach out to her. So not a bad idea. And I'm going to say with courses, right? You build it once you translate it in another language, but you're not having to build it a second time. You're you've only built it once. And now you can market to two different demographics with one thing. That's cool. Like now all of a sudden she has a bigger suite just by yeah. and not having to do, I mean, more work because there's translating, but it's not of course. rebuilding. Yeah. I just had to throw that in there because why not? Because it's cool. It's <laughs> I cool. think it is. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's cool too. Who knows? Maybe yeah. my course will be in Spanish one day. <laughs> I think it will be. Oh, <laughs> I could do French too, but I don't even speak that much French anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but Spanish now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, thanks again, Erica. It's always so amazing talking with you. I just love your vibe. I love your energy. I love everything about you. So thanks for being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And we always have so much fun together. So <laughs> anytime. anytime. I get to hang out with anytime. you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So if you are listening, I will talk to you on the next episode. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Build Your Beautiful Business podcast. If you did, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Julie's included a link in the shows to make it nice and easy for you. And if you want to create a beautiful, profitable business of your own, make sure to go unlock your access to Julie's six must-have resources for female entrepreneurs. These resources will help you build and grow your business with simplicity and ease. You can find them at juliecbutler.com forward slash freebie vault. We'll see you in the next episode.